I need faith to be able to tap into what God wants for me. Prayer works. It does work when you pray. But that faith is a huge thing. Hello, hello, hello. You must, if, if you don't know where I got that hello, hello, hello from, you're missing out. You should be following Chanel Cooper Sykes for that. Um, but how are you lovely people? Um, haven't, uh, haven't, I hope you've had a lovely week and you've managed to listen to my last episode because it's the vacation season and you should have been traveling. But if you haven't, you can see the link below to the last episodes and as well you can find all of these episodes on podcast as well on any platform but i'm glad that you're back um i don't know if you need a cup of tea like i do or maybe a glass of water and if you're healthy maybe some protein something or i don't know i'm not healthy so i'm having uh americano yeah it's just coffee yes so what am i gonna be talking about today are you wondering? Let me tell you, I'm talking about one thing that has got to my nerves like a month ago. And I know it's interesting. Coming from me, this is really interesting because it sounds awkward because I'm Christian. I shouldn't be saying this, but so I had a discussion. Okay, I was going through something and I was, I was in a dilemma and I had a lot in my mind and I was wondering... Uh, what am I supposed to do now because I have all these uh, options on the table and I don't know what, what, I, what option that I should be taking, what's the wisest decision. If I take one thing, am I going to miss out on the other? And let me just say, every single individual that I spoke to, you can imagine. Okay, my circle of friends are majority, you know, understand that I'm a believer. So you can imagine every single advice that I got ended with the word, just pray and just do God's will. God's will will prevail. This is why I'm titling this episode, God's will. Because even when they told me God's will, I couldn't understand what God's will was. Like, what is God's will? Do you ever wonder every single time you ask your friend for an advice and then they told you to pray and then do God's will? What is God's will? Um, I want to take this job and I've gotten another offer from another company. And then all they tell you is just pray and then do God's will. God will show you. Okay. If you're like me, I'm always asking, how will God show me? Like, is he going to come down on earth and like say, hello, pick this or hello, go this way. Or how is that supposed to look like? So I did a study on what is God's will. And it all boiled down to one simple thing. What God's will is, is that at the end of everything, that everything that we do as creation, I mean, human beings, the trees, the birds, everything, that we should all be giving glory to God. That's God's will, that in everything that he gets the glory, that is, is his will. But unfortunately, he's a God who gives you a choice and you can be able to do whatever you want to do. If you choose to go according to his will, which is that he gets glory in whatever you're about to do, then, you know, it's up to an individual. But the thing is, what if you're in a situation where everything is God's will? 
Like, what if you're in a situation where everything that you are considering is giving glory to God in some way or the other? It's not, it's not leading you into sin. It is not leading anybody into sin. It is giving God glory because there is nothing legitimately wrong with what you're doing. The only challenge that you're facing at that point is, um, it's like a business investment. If I put in my money in A, B, C, D, all of them would give you returns, but your worry is which one gives you the best return. And I think that's what people are always stuck in a dilemma trying to identify. Like that ultimate thing that it would be more fruitful, that would be now considered God's will because it was way fruitful. But in my, in my, in, in my dilemma, when I, when I sat down and I, and I spent time praying and trying to identify this God's will, um, I learned a few things. And this is what I want to share with you. A friend of mine gave me a story and he said, um, I, he has a son and he was giving him his son as an example and him as a father and um, how you know, that kind of gives a picture of what God usually expects of us, is there certain things that you go through life and God has taken you through a series of events until this point. Um, you know, you've been through jobs, you've met people, you've been through experiences that at this point in time should be able to help you make proper judgment. So he said, if I had a son, uh, if I have a son and I've taught my son everything, like, he knows what he shouldn't say. He knows what discipline looks like. He knows every single thing that he needs to be doing that's right. When my son is in school, what, what do you expect of your son when your son is caught in a dilemma and needs to make a decision? If your son is just about to get into a fight and is at that point thinking, should I beat up this kid or should I report this to the teacher? As a parent, you don't expect that your son would call you from your office to ask you, dad, uh, there is someone here that I'm about to fight with. Should I fight or should I not? You'd expect that everything that you've taught your son to this point should help him make the decision on what's right with the mentality of what would have daddy done. So when I thought about that, I was, and it made me reflect on the fact that there are certain things that you've been through in life. And, and I think when I, if you've listened to my previous episode where I was talking about relative truth and absolute truth, um, that kind of gives uh, context to the idea of the things that we have been through in life kind of shape the decisions that we end up making uh, because that kind of builds wisdom and understanding. And the deeper we get to read and get the revelation of what God wants and, 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 and which is what we're saying as God's will, you get to know what, what is appropriate for me now based on all that I have acquired and learned throughout the years. So the realization that I came up with, uh, came to conclusion with of, yeah, that the, the conclusion that I came up with is that most of us actually don't really anticipate God's will, honestly. The thing is, we are just using the idea of God's will as a, as a excuse to no, not make any decisions. That, that's just our, our reflection of the fears of rejection that we have. It is also um, a sign of lack of responsibility. We don't want to take ownership for anything that we do. Like a simple example, I've met people who met a guy uh, who are in relationships 
and they don't invest in their relationships and ultimately when the relationships fail they say that the relationships failed because it was not God's will hello you didn't put any work into your relationship so what does God have to do with this because at the end of it God has this bigger picture but we are the ones who make manifestation of the things that we are asking and the things that give glory to God here on earth so I'd give I'd want to give reference to um the book there's a book written by Devon Franklin called The Hollywood Commandments and I think all of you I it, it was one of the books that I've read this year and I think everybody should grab a copy of that book because that book has a lot of secrets into you know building uh having success in a career or in business just in general and I think some of the uh concepts that he gives can be applied in every area of life and in this context is is where i want to use uh two of the commandments that he talked about one commandment number 1 he said that your prayers alone are not enough so make prayer make pray and prepare your motto so for me when i'm in a situation now going forward after the episode that i had every single time that i go through an issue and i think that i'm in a in a dilemma of trying to find out what to do i pray and then i prepare for what i was expecting out of my prayer so if i was thinking that the best decision that i would have made and the outcome of what i want out of my decision is x i pray and then i take steps towards that outcome that i want and ex- move in expectation if you want a fruitful career you apply for a job you do your due diligence within the job as much as you have prayed you take actions you don't just pray and just sit because god works when we move because when you're stagnant there is nothing god can do he doesn't move in stagnation you you ask for something and then you get moving because that's your ex, you exercising your level of your faith and that little that one step that you take into that decision making makes a whole lot of difference if you if you make a wrong move god is just and fair to steer you back it could be it could take years it could take months but you're better off than sticking to staying in the same place without doing anything i'd rather i'd rather i do an exam and i fail than not taking the exam at all you know because now out of the failed exam i know what i should be polishing up on i know what i should be doing next to make sure that in the next time that i sit for this exam that i come out be- better and i come out stronger so what i learned out of that is when you pray please let's stop this using this excuse of i have prayed and i'm waiting for god to do something i mean pray and get moving get moving do something do something once you've prayed because that's your sign of action prayer without action is is essentially dead so get moving do something about what you've prayed over secondly uh there's commandment number 5 he says your god is your hiding god So when God speaks in your gut, he's going to push you in directions that take you out of your comfort zone. Learn to listen. Face your fear and have faith to do what you hear. Your success depends on it. That actually just gives context to whatever we uh the commandment number 1 for me. So when we're talking about in context to, you know, uh listening to God's will you've got that inner voice half of the time most of us are not making decisions or don't want to take a stand in anything we usually know what the right thing is 
We just need an assurance, uh, I think a voice from heaven, thunderstorms. I don't know what we are expecting. And we even have discussions with our friends to just affirm what we're trying to make a decision over. But you, at the end of the day, know deep down what you're supposed to be doing. At that point in your life, at that situation that you're in, you know what you're supposed to be doing right. So I think when we say we're praying and we've got that inner gut, like once you have prayed and you're gonna move, just trust that whatever you're gonna do, however it leads you, because you have prayed, you're moving with God. It's the same thing as, uh, a, a good example is um, Abraham. When Abraham was asked to sacrifice his son, and I'm sure if I was Abraham, to be honest, I would have been thinking so much and I would be thinking, okay, wait, God, I prayed for a son, you gave me a son, and now you want me to kill my son. I would have assumed that's not God's voice, for sure. I'd have said, God, you need to speak louder because this is not your voice. If you gave me this son, you could not be taking him away. And I'd give a, be giving the excuse that God's will was that I have a son. God's will was that, you know, uh, after many years of waiting, uh, I would finally have uh, some, a son of my own. But the thing is, when you listen to that gut feeling and face that fear or doubt that you have, as long as you have prayed, that means as you move, just as Moses said, that as I move, I don't want to move by myself, but I, I'm going to move because you're going to be with me. And that's a sign of faith that you, you know that whatever outcome comes out of your decision, that God, God is in it. And for me, I think if I'm going to make a decision and get into fire or get into trouble, at least that I know that I was, God is in it because I have prayed about it and I'm trusting that God is with me through the process, but, and would steer you to the right, the right, the right direction. But where, what you don't want to find yourself in is indecision. Indecision will give you worry. It will give you fear. It will stick you into a place that what the, the worry of the possibility of what if is worse than the feeling of uh, the emotion of fear or, or failure. So I'd rather fail and then now work to get up than stay stuck in a place frustrated of worry and, and, and confusion and fear and speculation of things that absolutely you feel like you have no control over. So, and for me, um, I read a, uh, a quote written by Napoleon Hill, and it says that indecision, doubt, and fear the members of this unholy trio are closely related. Where one is found, the other two are close at hand. The reason you don't make a decision is because you're worrying or you're scared. That's just it. So if you want to step out of fear is take a stand. Stand up for something. Make a decision about something. If, if you say, I want to have a successful career and that successful career means you start out at a low level job because you don't know what that looks like in future and you're thinking, how will I make it if this is what is offered on the table and I think I should be earning millions? Take that first job. You never know. That one decision could be the decision that takes you to your bigger decision. I mean, it'll take you to something greater because you made a move. Indecision gets you stuck. And what you want to get out of, especially in 2019, I mean, right now you're writing goals, you're writing plans, and chances are, because you want to stick in indecision and in worry, 
your goals are vague. So as I said, um, I hope you're picking something out of this. For me, I want to go in 2018 owning my choices. Life is about taking chances and owning your choices. Um, let's not uh, live in the illusion that things are, are all left into the space and nobody owns anything, um, any of the decisions that we make and always take it back to uh, God's will. But let's, let's be intentional in 2018. So while you're writing your goals for 2019 and you're looking for things that you want to do next year, I mean, if you want to go through this journey with me, I am, I'm, I'm working, I'll probably be working with a group of people to actually be intentional in 2019, uh, to work on their goals, have accountability, um, you know, just check on one another to see where we are on, on the things that we're doing. And just to be in, this could be in any area of your life, but all we're saying in 2019, let's make decisions, let's pray, but move once we pray. So I'll leave you with this. Um, there's another quote that I read that says, indecision becomes decision with time. So if you decide not to make a decision now, uh, after some time, that choice not to make a decision is a decision, actually. So if you say yes or no, opportunities pass you by by you not making any decision at all. So be intentional on the moment and choose to decide. Make a decision and take a stand. I'll read um, James wrote uh, in the book of James as a, as a reference. James chapter 1 just gives a really good perspective in terms of uh, decision making and essentially what uh, your gut is. And as, as you've seen in, uh, in, the in the fifth commandment that Devon Franklin talks about, he mentions that how faith has an implication of uh, trusting your gut and uh, fighting away fear and what james chapter one says is um james chapter one but two considering it nothing but joy my brothers and sisters whenever you fall into various trials be assured that the testing of your faith that is through experience produces endurance leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace and let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. If you lack, if any of you lacks wisdom, that is to guide you through decisions or circumstance, he is to ask our benevolent God who gives to everyone, everyone, and again I say everyone, generously, without rebuke or, or blame, and it will be given to him. But he must ask for that faith, which is wisdom, in, uh, ask for wisdom in faith without doubting. See, this without doubting is really, really, really important while we look into this. Most of us pray to God, but we really don't trust that he would answer. That is the reason why we don't even move once we have prayed. So if we're asking without doubt, God's willingness to help for the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. For such a person ought not to, th to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord. These are one of those scriptures that usually have a disclaimer. Yes, you'll pray. Yes, God has said ask. But if you lack that faith, that one faith and doubt, it's clear you would not get any results. Because being a double-minded man, unstable and restless in all his ways, 
in everything he thinks, feels, or decides. Let the brother in humble circumstance glory in humble circumstances, glory in, in, his, in his high position as a born-again believer called to the true riches and to be an heir of God. And the rich man is to glory in being humbled by trials, revealing human fraternity, knowing true riches are found in the grace of God. Okay, just to sum that up. What I understand out of this is I need faith to be able to tap into what God wants for me. Prayer works. It does work when you pray. But that faith is a huge thing. And f faith is your, is your action against fear. Whatever you're doubting, chances are, whatever you're thinking in your wildest dreams could be the worst thing that could happen. It's the least that could happen. So trust that on the other side of your faith is something greater. Do something. Own, own your decisions. I can't repeat this any 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 louder or make it any clear why taking a decision is important because indecision is such a bad place to be worry is sustained form worry is a sustained form of fear uh, that is caused by indecision so i'm telling you you don't choose to decide you're choosing to worry and fear so choose to decide rather decide and make a wrong decision than sticking in worry and sticking in fear I hope this gives you perspective on what you should be doing in 2019. And if you've got questions and if you need help, um, and if you're interested in um, working with me in 2019, please uh, leave your comment down below or just send me a message on my Instagram page, which I'll put on my uh, on the description box. And we're looking forward to a, a prosperous 2019 where we will stand out and stand up for our own decisions owning the moment see you guys thank you for tuning in and i love you guys bye bye